Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show brought to you by Sound and Communications. Soundcomab.com. Sound and Communications. And uh, just put up this massive, massive video wall at Ingalls Shipyard in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Soundcomab.com. Uh, for your church, your business, your sports facility, it is powered by Sound and Communications and SoundcomAV.com. We welcome in our friend, NFL Draft Insider, Saints LSU. He is Mike Detillier, Mike D, at Mike Detillier on Twitter. He's everywhere, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. Mike D joins us on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. So, Mike... Uh, I'm heading your way in a couple of weeks for the Final Four in New Orleans. And okay. I went to I went to the Final Four in 87 in New Orleans as a kid. That year it was uh, Bobby Knight in Indiana, Jim Beheim, Syracuse, Rick Pitino, Providence, and uh, my favorite team at that time as a kid, uh, Tark the Shark and the UNLV running Rebels. But this time of year reminds me of uh, Chris Jackson and Shaquille O'Neal. So I, when I was a kid, I... I wrote a letter to Chris Jackson's high school coach, Burt Jenkins. He was a legendary coach in the state of Mississippi, Mike, um, down in Gulfport before Dale Brown signed him. And, um, and I asked for his autograph. And, and Coach Jenkins took care of it. And Chris Jackson sent me an autograph, and I thought that was the biggest deal in the world. I think he's the best high school basketball player to ever play in the state of Mississippi. And, uh, boy, do you remember him playing at, at LSU, Mike? <laughs> yeah, do I. Um you know, he came in, you know, with all that hype, uh, that, um, in fact, uh, you know, SI, I've got it, uh, I'm not in my game room right now, but uh, there's a uh, deal about he's the pistol, you know, uh, and on the cover of SI when he was at LSU, and he, he was a great player, unbelievable, um, as good a shooter as you could see. Um, I think he'd be better today. Uh, to be honest with you, in uh, the way the game is played than even back then, which is really saying something. But he was a special shooter, um, really good uh, off-the-mark uh, type guy. Uh, and LSU was super talented. How they did not win a national championship, again, that's Dale Brown's Dale Brown. Uh, but uh, No question. <laughs> It is what it is. Great recruiter, Mike, but he couldn't coach that well. Uh, no, he, he couldn't. Uh, because I, I thought that 81 team, too, uh, was was really good LSU had. And, uh, you know, they didn't get it in. So, uh, But Chris was a phenomenal uh, talent. Uh, other than Pistol, I, I think the best pure shooter I've ever seen. Mike, I think you nailed it. Can you imagine how good Chris Jackson would be today? Uh, yeah. With Will Wade, with Bruce Pearl type guys, um, the way that the it, it's so perimeter, you know, when you and I were growing up, Mike, everything had to go through the post, and it was a post-driven game. It was a Patrick Ewing game. It was a Shaq game. Before then, the other big men, Kareem, and so on. And today, it's so much more fun to see him spreading out in the three-point line. I mean, I just think Chris would be illegal in the game today. The way he could put it up, <laughs> no question about it. Uh, and no shot was too far. <laughs> uh, uh, I remember this was years ago. I went to two Pete Maravich basketball camps when I was in um, high school. 
and uh, someone asked Pete about, uh, you know, his shot, and he said, no shot's too far for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris was sort of the same way. Um, you know, it was phenomenal. He, but he was just a, a really good ball handler, a great shooter, uh, a guy who just was so smart. Uh, at he this was. Game. That's a great just, point, just, Mike. Uh, a great technician, but also – uh, a great general out on the court. He he understood, you know, the everybody else's strengths and weaknesses uh, as a player, and, and it's rare to see that. Uh, it was different with Pete. He he was a different player than Pete was. Pete was a at first, uh, I think, tried to be more of that type general, but. <laughs> After you know, after that sophomore year, it was just Pete the shooter. You know, uh, just set me up and I'll take the shot from anywhere. Uh, that 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 was Pete. Uh, Chris was was different. Uh, I think he was he understood the different players out on the court and what they could do and what they couldn't do. And he always had his shot uh, with Pete uh, after his sophomore year, <laughs> and he got sort of used to. Uh, the college game. Um, tell you a quick story about Maravich. I, you know, I was just a young kid back then. Uh, my dad takes my brother and I. My brother's five years older than me, and says we go and watch LSU freshman team. Okay, I'm a little confused. <clears throat> Why are we going to watch LSU's freshman team? <laughs> Okay, uh, back then freshmen weren't allowed to play. You know, you know, you played on the freshman team, um, and that's and this is when LSU was playing at the old Kyle Palace. Man, you and they had the right name for it. Um, good gracious, that that place was packed. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, we walk in, and you know, we get a seat and everything, and we watch and. We saw, I saw for the first time, you know, the floppy socks. Um, you know, his hair was pretty short back then uh, for Pete's standard. Uh, and, man, just, uh, he went off. I, I think he scored 53 points that night. And, and, and he, he missed the first five shots. <laughs> and, that's and he scored 53. Without and, a three-point and, every, and everything, oh, yeah. Oh, everything was beyond the the three-point line, and uh, every once in a while he'd go in, you know, have a layup, something to that extent. But, man, he was unbelievable. And then I realized just how valuable he was. Uh, after the game was over with, I would say about half the people left. They didn't watch the they didn't watch the, the, the other LSU team, the regular LSU team play. They had come there to watch Pete. My, it, it's my first – Memory of that, he was something special. That, okay, we we drive here to watch the freshman team play, and they, and they were really good. That freshman team was really good. Uh, and a lot of it had to do with Pete. And they had went to the NIT, which when the NIT really meant sort of something right. extra, um, they had went uh, his, his senior year. <laughs> Man, uh, to see half the place leave, after the freshman team plays, um, you know, as a kid, it's sort of a vivid memory of where's everybody going. I hope they ain't going to the bathroom or the concession stand because we'd have a, a quite a wait. Uh, but no, they, they just left the arena. 
have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. And I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Just left. (laughs) That's great. I mean, more people going to Pete Maravich's freshman game than than the the varsity team. Regular regular team at LSU. And unreal. Well, I got, I got, yeah, but, but that, but that to me, I knew a little bit about Pete, but you know, I was too young to really, really know a lot about it. I found out real quick, you know, Hey, that they coming to watch that guy play. He was showtime. He, he, he really was showtime and, you know, the ball behind the back and between the legs and that sort of thing. Uh, I saw that with the Harlem Globetrotters, but I hadn't seen anybody else do it, you know. And he, here you seeing him uh, live and in person, and uh, you know his dad. His dad at that time he was a he became a different coach. Uh, Press was a guy that really uh, wanted team play, stressed it, ball movement, that sort of thing. Uh, and he emphasized that early with Pete. <laughs> and then after that sophomore year, <laughs> he ditched that real quick. <laughs> it was, hey, take the shot, Pete. Hey, what about, uh, we're, we're busy with Mike Dettelier, uh WWL Radio TV New Orleans on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. We're talking Chris Jackson, uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Rove now. Um, he was my favorite player at that time. And I was obsessed with him. Watching him was was a treat um, in college. And Mike's right. If he played in the game today with what the Golden State Warriors and guys like Bruce Pearl have done at the college level, it would be unbelievable. And his free throw percentage was just filthy, too, um, which is kind of a lost art in, in the in the game. Um, they don't practice it. No. That's why. Uh, Chris, Chris will tell you, because we, we've had him on numerous times, and and he'll make that comment of how long he spent just with free throws. You know, come on. 
that's not happening anymore. You know, it's like if you pass somewhere and you see a bunch of kids playing football in a backyard. Okay, that was common back then. Today, you don't see that anymore. And free throw shootings the same way. You know, Pete did a lot of it. Chris did a lot of it on their own. Nobody had to tell them. They did it on their own. <laughs> but today, uh, it as you put it, it is a lost art. It really is. And then Shaq, um, I think I saw where he turned 50 recently. Is that yeah, right, Mike? I, I, you posted Shaq, about I posted, that? Uh, I posted it on Twitter and Facebook that uh, he turned 50 years old. Shaq was a really thin dude when he walked in at LSU. Uh, now well, he walked out. He was a little bit heavier, but not that much. Today he's he's a huge man. Um, but uh, aren't we all after when we hit that fifty years old? But whatever. Um, Shaq Shaq was phenomenal too. He did not come in with the hype Chris did. Did not. Uh, you knew he was a, a huge man. Uh, his dad had been in the service. He had you know he had dominated where he played in high school, but he didn't come in with the hype Chris Jackson did. When Chris came in here, he was, you know, he was it. Uh, and that, But Shaq was different. But his personality won you over uh, real quick. He, he became a media darling real quick. Now, Pistol didn't like any of that. Uh, uh, I'm not going to get into names, but that was a well-known personality. Um at that time that came to one of Pete Maravich's basketball camps and Pete threw him out. Said, I don't want you here. Get out. Really? Yep. He had his moods. Uh, and, uh, uh, I was, this was, I was in New Orleans for this one. So you, you, you know, you teamed up, you had a roommate and uh, the guy that was from Argentina, uh, who I was with, he was six nine and a half. Uh, he had just turned sixteen years old. Actually, played on Argentina's uh, uh, Olympic basketball team in seventy six and eighty. Uh, he was on both of them. Great rebounder. Uh, couldn't shoot worth a lick, uh, but man, he could <laughs> rebound, block shots, yeah, and he he could handle the ball a little bit. Uh, for a big man, he was pretty good. Um, Pete would. You'd see him the first practice and the last, and everything in between press ran. His dad. Uh, Pete hit him with, you'd run the fast break with Pete. And so I was so thrilled. We And, and I watched him for so long about that one short dribble and too long, and the ball's out. It's coming at you some angle. So, But I'd watched him for so long, Bo, I was like, okay, I know the ball's coming out of there when I see him take that one short and then the two long, and then bang, it's out of there. And sure enough, I'll run the fast break with him, and he taps the ball He on the second one, taps it real hard, and pow, he hits it to me. Almost uh, sounded like a gunshot uh, the way he hit the basketball toward me. I got it, you know, I got it and laid it in. And he would never call you by name. He didn't know anybody's name, but he'd call you by number. You know, (laughs) hey, there you go, 16. Uh, There you go, 22. 
Well, this Argentina guy, he was 81, and I told him that's a bad number. You know, for a big, tall guy, 81 makes you look even taller than what you are. Pete threw him a pass between his legs that hit him four times. Uh, he, he wasn't expecting it, and Pete threw him a shot. Pete jumped, actually threw the ball between his legs. It hit him, hit him in his face. It bounced off his face. He tried to grab it with his hands. It bounced against his chest, and then he kind of knocked it off with his knee. And Pete got all over him about, hey, how many times I got to throw you the ball before you, uh, before you actually catch it? I mean, we were all really on him. Uh, one of our state senators actually was with me, uh, Marty Schaubert. He was part of the group here. And, man, we got all over him. He didn't speak very much English, and he didn't think we spoke very good English either. So <laughs> we were a great couple, so to speak. But, man, uh, Pete was like that. He he got all over you. You know, if you messed up something he was doing, he he, he didn't bite his tongue. But, yeah, he threw uh, uh, a, a well-known personality out. Uh, get out of here. What are you doing here? I'm here for an interview. Uh, who, who do you get this cleared with? Well, with your dad. Well, you didn't clear it with me. Get out. You and the camera crew. Out of here. Wow. And all of us was, yeah, you tell him, Pete. You know, because, you know, come on, we kids, you know, we, we didn't know what the hell was going on. And, man, he and he was using some pretty uh, some pretty spicy uh, language uh, in, in there. And so for us, you know, come on, you know, we in our teens, we don't, you know, we don't know any better. But, uh, yeah, he was he was quite the guy. While Chris was, you know, much more subdued and oh, low key, shy, you know, man, right? As Introvert, low key a guy as you could ever be around. And then Shaq was bigger <laughs> than life. <laughs> I mean, you know, he'd go out to that LSU quad, and he was like a magnet. There were 25 people around Shaq all the time. Uh, he'd go out in the quad, you know, and then, he, you know, he, he would hold court, so to speak. Um, I tell that to A-Bear all the time. He, he does things similar. Uh, but Shaq <laughs> would hold court, man. He was, he's telling all kind of stories and everything else. But you talk about a man out on that court, he, he was one – he was one large human being, uh, and he could really move uh, yes. for a big man at that time. Oh, with the Magic man, and the Lakers early? God, People, people don't realize. You take a look at him now, say, you know, and toward the end of his career, he had gotten real heavy, and he couldn't move as well. But I'm talking about when he was at LSU and early on in his career, you talk about a big man that could run the court, he could mm. run it. And now, he couldn't shoot a free throw to save his life. No. I mean, you know, he, they tried all kind of things with him. They tried to even show him how to do it the Rick Barry way, you know, underhanded. Mm. And that, that didn't work either. And so it became hack-a-shack. Hack a shack. I remember Dale Brown complaining about it. Oh yeah. To the media. And listen, uh, Shaq got you know he he got pulled and knocked around pretty good. And back then, you, you really had to be charged with an assault uh, to get a foul. True. You know they they weren't calling it like they do today. Uh, Shaq would have been on the line every time he walked down court uh, if that's the case. But uh, man, you know he he was a really great athlete and. Uh, he had a nice shot, you know. Uh, people don't give him credit for it, but he had a nice touch shot. Uh, 
back then. He he really he really did. It it wasn't everything just a dunk. Right. He had a nice little turnaround shot, and uh, he developed that that very very well. But man, those teams uh, Dale had recruited were were phenomenal. They but come clutch time, man, mm-hmm. uh, they 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 couldn't win those big games. No. Mike D, uh, on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone and the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Uh, Mike, I got time for one more question. Just want to switch gears. With Troy Aikman going to ESPN, uh, rumors that Joe Buck will either go this year or uh, after this year when his contract is up and join Aikman. Herb Street going to Amazon, rumors that Al Michaels may go to Amazon. Hadn't really heard Sean Payton's name uh, you had mentioned, and others have mentioned that he wants that he's moving out to Los Angeles, be closer to his daughter, and so on. Do you expect Sean to do a studio gig instead of color analyst? How do you see that, Mike? No, I think he'll be in the booth. Okay, okay. Uh, I think he'll be in the booth for Fox. I really do. Uh, I do know he spoke to both Fox and Amazon, but I think he's going to be in the booth at Fox. It's. Um, you know, that had been rumored even before he left. He denied it, but, you know, come on. Uh, that He made that comment. I didn't talk to him, you know, and so we had, they had a going away uh, kind of party for him. And, you know, we were teasing him about that. You didn't talk to him. Did that mean your agent? And he just laughed. So uh, I think that's long been in sort of place. I think he's, he's headed there. Uh, and I think he'll be in the booth. I think the next big shooter drop is what's going to happen with Aaron Andrews. Uh, a lot of rumors that Aaron may go back uh, to ESPN. Ah, okay. That that has been maybe rumored. she'll do sideline for Monday Night Football with Troy yeah. and eventually Joe. Yeah, and that's that's been a, a hot rumor um, for the last week that um, she may be she may be the next sort of big name to sort of take off and, and move. With Amazon getting involved, man, it's up the ante for everybody. Yeah, it has. Uh, and everybody's cashing in. Hey, listen, I'm not a hater for people making money. No. They got a lot of people like that in this world. Man, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, because uh, when somebody else is making money, you should be happy for them. It didn't happen to you. Okay, uh, so what? Okay, it happened to somebody else. Don't be a hater about it. But uh, they got so many people, you know, jealous in this world. It's it's unbelievable. But I think Aaron is fixing to leave Fox. Wow. I think she's fixing to leave. I wonder who will Fox. All right. If Fox and ESPN can't get a trade together and Joe Buck has to do one more year before joining Troy, and I've only got a minute, um, I wonder who they'll match Joe Buck up with. But then when Joe Buck eventually leaves, I wonder who will take that highly coveted 325 spot, Mike. I, I, I'm not sure. A lot of people, uh, I think the the really young talent is Greg Olson, the former Carolina Panther tight end. Um, I have a friend of mine who's who's involved in some of the network deals, and he's he's raved about Greg. Now, he does not have the name recognition, say like Sean Payton does. Doesn't have it. But he's very good, very smooth. It's not like you listen to Jason Witten. I mean, you know, Greg Olson really is good. And some people uh, have that type talent. And I, I think Greg is is a young star in this business, uh, um, calling games, real sharp young man. And the other, uh, from a woman's standpoint, is Christina Pink. Uh, 
Uh, Christina actually worked in New Orleans for quite some time. And here. Uh, and also in the Mississippi area. But Christina. She's great. Uh, worked here at uh, ABC. And uh, I got to know her then. And she's been on our show. And uh, when she told me that she was taking a job as a sideline reporter for the Dodgers, I'm like, what? Oh, man, I, I didn't see that coming. And, man, it's been a rapid ascent for She's her. She's fabulous. She used to come on the show all the time when she was in Jackson. I told her the first time I ever met her she'd be a star. University of Florida, Gator graduate. Yep, sure enough. Mike D. on the Bucked Up Energy Drinks guest line. Mike D., uh, keep Bobby A. Bear straight and have a great week. Well, you better ask me to do something else, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Mike D., WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. Oh, the Out of Bounds Show is powered by sound and communication. Soundcomab.com. Soundcomab.com. And their video wall at Ingalls Shipyard is unbelievable. Soundcomab.com. Dave Bartu at 930 on the Out of Bounds Show.